you know, we went to high school, but I want to hear what happened after that. What was <laughs> what was your path from high school to here? Because you just seemed like you were doing a bunch of wild stuff from like, you know, ASU, and then, like you said, like you modeled quite a bit, mm. and then you also like got into acting. What's the, what's all that? What's going on, Akil? Uh, you know? Yeah. So small town boy, big dreams. <laughs> uh, started out in high school. I was dating this girl. And uh, we wanted to go to Arizona. We wanted to go to school together. She wanted to go West Coast. I kind of wanted to do the same. California was kind of on our list, but we ended up deciding on Arizona State. So we were kind of on and off. I went to Arizona, and uh, this is a little nerd-wracking because my my man or the owner of this dealership's right outside our door. Oh, by the way, you can uh, say whatever and say not whatever you want mm -hmm. and if for some reason you say something that you regret or didn't want to say mm. I can cut it out true so, yeah true he's just like yelling over there <laughs> it's giving a giving a lecture <laughs> anyways but uh so yeah I ended up in Arizona uh, my first semester, I did really well in school, all A's. Second semester came along, and I had a buddy from Owensboro. He already, uh... God, that's so confusing. Like, him yelling, it's really distracting. There is some sort of development. Yeah, at the dealership, it's never, uh... Never a boring day at the dealership. It's always like someone messed up, someone's car isn't needs to get fixed, all kinds of deal. This is so funny. Yeah, there's a lot of drama at the dealership. Alright, so yeah. Graduated from Davis County, moved out to Arizona with a girl I really liked. Hope that would work. Didn't work. Yeah. Uh, joined a frat. My buddy visited me and we went to this like modeling um what's it called like an agency? It an, yeah it was a modeling agency but they were having auditions it's called a casting call to cast models for the agency so yeah. um it was me my buddy colt uh who's a model in new york now uh for ben sherman and then Haley hicks uh one of my, our good friends from in, from arizona and we all went to this casting call at Ford RBA in Arizona. And that's like a premier Southwest agency. And uh, they've done a lot of big stuff. Worked with premier brands like, you know, uh, I think Cartier is one of them. I did a Cartier job. I've seen girls. Uh, some of our girls do, you know, some makeup and perfume campaigns that are big. And, uh, yeah, so when I got signed to this agency, I really didn't know what I was getting into. And uh, it just kind of developed into something really epic. And uh, it kind of defined my purpose in life, I think, because I didn't really expect this to happen. I really wanted to be an actor growing up, but, um, like, I didn't really think it was going to happen because there's, like... It's hard to break into. Yeah, it's yeah. a really hard industry to break into. It's not like medicine. Like, I can go apply to medical school. Like, my dad's a doctor, so I knew how to do that. Yeah. But uh, when I went to Arizona, 
that wasn't really my focus. It was like getting well socialized in college because being in a small town, being a brown boy in a small town, like there's not a lot of opportunity to socialize and um, meet new people from different backgrounds. So this is a great time in my life. Um, and getting signed to that agency like kind of made it better because everyone knew me as the model. Yeah. So, like, in college, I was, like, the model friend, you know what I mean? And, I, and that was pretty cool. We, That's not a bad label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd take pictures together and, like, uh, do photo shoots all the time, go to cool places. Like, I love traveling. We went to Flagstaff, Sedona, and that's, like, the colder part of Arizona. Yeah. So it's, like, from the desert to the cold to, like, the, to the lake, you know, like, all kinds of cool stuff out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, like, uh, stuff we would experience out in Kentucky. I mean, there's great things in Kentucky. We have Rough River. We have a lot of good hikes. But Arizona, it's just, dude, it's, like, it's, like, being Mars sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really is. And so, yeah, I, um... I uh, got signed to the agency, and uh, over the course of like three years, the past three or four years, I've been signed, and uh, I've done some major campaigns. I did a fall 2021 um, campaign for North Face, and uh, I was in all their stores. Um, That's badass. Yeah, and I was like the main model. That was like probably like my main goal, just to have a a major campaign, and I, I did it. So I was on their website, I was in their stores, um, and I was like the main guy. So it's like all these fleece pictures were of me, and it was just like I didn't think they were gonna make me the main model, you know? Yeah. I was like, there's like this other studly dude that they took pictures of, and um, <clears throat> when I saw my pictures up all the time, like I was like, whoa, they used my pictures a lot more than I thought they would. Yeah. And uh, that was cool. I met one of my favorite um, actors growing up. So in India, they have Bollywood, right? We have Hollywood, they have Bollywood. Bollywood, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not Indian. I'm actually Sri Lankan. We're from, yeah. I'm from like this little island off the coast of India. It's like the like Hawaii. Teardrop. Yeah, the Hawaii of, the Mar- uh, of India, pretty much. Yeah. So like growing up, we would watch a lot of Bollywood movies, even though we didn't understand the language. Yeah. Right? Because uh, we spoke a different language on the island. And so this is one of the guys, like, the movies were just so good that we didn't care if we didn't understand the language, we'd throw on the subtitles. Yeah. And then, like, literally, like, 15 years later, I get to work with the actor that I watched growing up. His name's Hrithik Roshan. He did a lot of, like, cool, like, um, just, like action movies he's like an action superstar he's like a brad pitt of india <laughs> yeah like the super masculine like he had green eyes like just uh women idolized him yeah so i'd got to do a mountain dew commercial with him yeah and the director of the movie the director of the commercial that i worked on and acted in was just an extra i mean it was still cool like having the yeah. experience uh it was j- just an extra role um but uh the director of the movie directed a movie I really loved growing up. Like, obviously, we're at a car dealership right now, right? Yeah. So, I love cars. That's how I ended up here. And this movie was, like, the Indian... Like, an Indian story of a NASCAR driver. An Indian NASCAR driver. Okay. And the director that directed my Mountain Dew commercial directed that fucking movie. And I was just like a full circle moment. It was like the dopest thing ever. You know what I mean? That's just, amazing, man. Yeah. And I love dirt bikes. And a big reason why I moved out to Arizona is because I just want to ride dirt bikes out in the desert. And like off-road. Like I had a 4Runner when I first moved out there. Word. Uh, now I have an F-150 because I, 
I got sandwiched on the highway. But <laughs> one of the biggest reasons I moved out to Arizona, just off-road. And this is a Mountain Dew commercial. Everybody from Kentucky loves Mountain Dew. Yeah. I watched the movie that director directed. And, like, it's a dirt bike in the desert. It's, like, all, like, things, like, I really am, like... So the shoot was in the desert? Yeah. It was, like, right on the Grand Canyon. It oh, was, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. It was, it was epic. So what... Did you get to kind of develop any sort of relationship with the director or was mm. he just kind of around and you were just kind of in awe? How was that? Um, so there's obviously like, so what's cool was the, the shoot was Pepsi Co. So Pepsi owns Mountain Dew, right? Yeah. And then this is a commercial in for India. So it was Mountain Dew India. Oh, so it was an Indian commercial. Yeah, it was an Indian commercial, but we shot in Arizona. So they needed brown guys, like kind of like ethnic people to be in the, the little commercial yeah so like it's funny because like some of my indian friends have seen me on tv like a lot <laughs> like I, that's the comic like i've gotten texts like i just saw you on tv like i i get because i've done other commercials too i did, I did a commercial for grand canyon university so a lot of people in arizona saw me on tv and oh, text yeah, yeah. me and shit like gcu yeah, yeah gcu i did a i was like uh there's like a couple online campaigns that they did and i was in their videos so that was pretty cool um, but yeah, man, there's, there's like some really cool opportunities that arose from going to Arizona, getting my heart broken yeah. and then ending up getting signed to a modeling agency, you know, it was pretty epic. And then, uh, my parents got COVID and they're a little older. Yeah. And since me and that girl broke up, um, and like I, I had a, that accident, I totaled my forerunner and I had a really bad concussion. I just decided to move back. Like I tried doing school another semester and then it just like dissipated and like just the risks outweighed the benefits yeah for real so i just moved back to Holmesboro. thought it would suck but uh i still get like uh my agent's still in touch with me so if i there's like a really banging commercial or like some job that i really want to do i'll fly back yeah that's a big um, deal yeah but i'm working in the car scene now i was i was doing medicine for a long time but uh ethically ethically i don't really align with American medicine because there's a lot of like there's a lot of screwed up things in American medicine that people don't really talk about I guess it's like really for profit Mm -hmm. you know and yeah yeah Yeah. I mean like these medical the big pharma has to meet a quota every year you know yeah you don't do that by getting better yeah well it's crazy how like you look at the price of insulin Mm -hmm. oh yeah (laughs) yeah that's a whole thing it's tough yeah it's like insulin here is like $800 a pop. And then you go somewhere like Canada, it's like mm-hmm. $7. Yeah. Like, why is that? Yeah. And like, uh, I mean, our government incentivizes fast food and stuff like that. So it's like becoming an exponential problem, you know? Yeah. It's like several industries feeding into one another. Mm-hmm. But so tell me about your accident. What happened there? Accident. So I had this like badass forerunner as a, a white forerunner. They're one of my favorite cars, super reliable, super hardy. Um, and uh, I was working at Nordstrom Rack at the time in Scottsdale okay. Promenade, Arizona. Um, and <laughs> I was on the way home and I was following this truck driver and he had a bunch of like plants in his truck bed and they flew all over the highway and caused this like huge accident. This pileup. 
and we were all going like 45, 50, and all of a sudden these fly, planes like fly all over the highway, and the guy in front of me just stops abruptly. So I slam on my brakes, and I get hit from behind and in the front, like, because I couldn't stop in time. Yeah. And I switched lanes to like get out of this guy's way, and then the guy in front of me had braked completely, and I was just like screwed. So I ended up totaling my forerunner, had a concussion, like my neck's like jacked up now, and uh, and. Um, it was just, it was a lot. I was dating this girl at the time, and, like, I think it put a lot of stress on our relationship. We were living together, and uh, it sucked, but we had to end. Like, she had, we had a bunch of dogs. We had a condo together it was yeah. on the lake. It was amazing, but things passed, you know? Yeah. Every, oh, yeah. As, as they say, I saw a Tom, uh, you, you watch, have you ever watched, like, those Hollywood roundtables? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I heard this Tom Hanks quote on there that like it really stuck with me. Yeah, and it was uh, this too shall pass, and like we've all heard that, but he said this too shall pass, good or bad. This too shall pass. So it's like whether it's good or bad, this moment is not gonna last. You know? Oh yeah, everything's so, so transitory. Mm, yeah. True. So what did you major in at ASU? So, like I said, like I was in the medical field for a long time. I scribed. Uh, I worked in the ER here in Owensboro. And then when I went to Arizona, I worked in, uh, um, what's it called? St. Vincent de Paul as a scribe. And then I worked at Burial Neurological Institute um, as a neurosurgery scribe. And that's kind of where I realized, like, at, like, medicine, it's a great field. Um, but I don't know if I want to be doing that every, every day. And, uh, you know, a lot of people go into it for medicine and, um, there's just a lot of things like it's hard for me to completely align with. And if I was to become a doctor and that would be my end goal. So like, I'm kind of in this period where I'm like kind of exploring other careers. I'm a manager here at this dealership. So I love, I'm really loving the car industry, but I don't know if it's a hundred percent for me yeah. and if I'm going to commit to something for 20, 30 years, I want to make sure like, Hey, like I have time for my family. I have this thing right here. I have time. Like, Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It's a star. So I do a lot of shit, you know, I do, yeah, I do a busy. lot, very busy guy. So yeah. like, this is kind of how I balance it. It's a star with five points. Um, the middle is God. Like in the middle is star. Cause you can't really do shit without God. Like, of course. Yeah. Um, and then the five points are health, family, career, hobbies, community. So just kind of like have goals in each. And like uh, if I'm spending too much time in my career, I'm like, ah, let me steer a little towards my family. Like let me hang around my family more. So like have like a little more balanced approach to life with that. Yeah. 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 You're really close with your family, you'd say? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. a big reason why I moved back from Arizona is because my family, uh-huh. you know, uh, my parents, like, we had a huge family in Sri Lanka. My mom and dad each have 10-plus brothers and sisters each. So, like, I have, like, 144 cousins. Like, no joke. Oh, my God. And, like, these are first cousins. <laughs> so, like, and they live all over the world. So, like, we're, like, the only ones in Kentucky. So, it's kind of, like, we're a little, like, lonely and, like, have a weird sense of belonging here. Mm-hmm. We're a tough time finding sense of belonging here. But, um that kind of made us closer as a family. And I think that's what my dad wanted. And, 
yeah, he's they're all for family. Like my mom's a teacher, my dad's a doctor, so they're really community oriented. And so they understand like the power of family, I feel like, you know? Yeah. Did uh your parents live here before they had you and your siblings or mm-hmm. so what was the deal with that? So my parents, um my dad was a doctor in Sri Lanka, and my mom was a ta- teacher in Sri Lanka. So they both both graduated from there. And then in 1992, my dad uh, moved to New York and uh, started his residency at Coney Island Hospital. Okay. So that's, like, right by Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where I grew up. I, um, I was born in 98, and so my dad kind of went back and forth from New York and uh, kind of got it set up to where when we moved from Sri Lanka, because I was born in Sri Lanka, in Colombo. And uh, by the time I was two, my dad had already bought a house here in in Brooklyn and like had a car and like had the setup to where like when my mom and me came in 2000, like it was just easy transition and like I could start school. He already kind of scouted out what school I was going to, all that jazz. Um, and so he finished up his residency while I was finishing like kindergarten preschool first grade i grew up in brooklyn um and my mom taught for a little bit in brooklyn and then we moved to kentucky in 04 so i was in new york probably four years do you remember a lot of that yeah because 9-11 happened and it sucked and my mom wore the hijab she's a muslim so it was a little like uh challenging going to school a lot of kind of yeah with that, oh big time yeah man my mom wore the hijab so like we, she would walk me to school a lot of times so like there's times she got harassed like some people like pulled her you know head covering Jeez. at school like people would make fun of me and like i would think it's because of 9-11 and like that's like that's kind of been a weird thing throughout my life just like having to deal with the fact that i'm like muslim and that 9-11 really like negatively affected people who look like me so that's like a huge reason why i really stuck with modeling because we could change the perception of people that look like me and entertainment yeah create positive representation yeah because all we really have is like Apu and simpsons and it's like it's like i get all the gas station jokes i get all the dog i mean people like this girl that just started here like i was just talking to her and i mentioned that my dad was a doctor and she goes you look like your dad is a doctor i mean like that i mean like I dress nice and stuff and, like, have a nice car. And maybe that's what she but meant. But that can be taken. Yeah, but I was like, dude, there's so many brown doctors. That's a huge reason why I didn't want to do the brown doctor thing. Because, like, everybody always puts me in this box. But it's like I never fit in that fucking box. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What, has your faith been a consistent thing throughout your whole life? Or is it something you've kind of rediscovered or discovered recently? Faith, man. Faith is a great topic. Uh, just like politics, I... I don't really talk about it with a lot of people, but... Um, well, we don't have to. I was yeah. more so asking about, like, you know, how long has it been such a big part of your life, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, faith is a huge part of my life. Like, uh, I love this quote. It's like, let go and let God. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a huge thing. Like, I have a, a psalm um, quote right here. And just, I'm, I'm big on gratitude. So, like, that, like yeah. most of my, like... I'm a Muslim, like, my parents are Muslim, but, like, I grew up in the Bible Belt, so, like, I kind of take bits and pieces from both religions, so, but what I found is, like, I really like the Gospels, the Psalms, I like the, like, 
I like the like discipline in Islam, but like there's certain things like it's a little too disciplined and like you yeah. know I, I follow Jordan Peterson a lot. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a clinical psychologist and uh, <clears throat> he's explored a lot of philosophy and I'm I'm really into that too. So it's like uh, faith is a really complex thing and uh, it's it's quite subjective, especially like in terms of ethics, like. Um, it really is subjective because everyone has their own perspective on life and yeah. everyone has their own needs when it comes to religion. So that's why I'd like for most people, I would just would recommend not like discussing religion and politics because yeah. nobody's going to align with you hundred percent and it doesn't really yeah. benefit unless you're trying to like really build community community together, you know? Exactly. Um, I always typically will, it hasn't been a problem yet, mm. but typically when I do these interviews, I always try to avoid politics and that mm. kind of thing because that's not what this is for. Yeah, um, I actually recorded an interview mostly to test my microphones um, last week or the week before with my my fraternity little, mm. and we ended up getting into like vaccines and stuff and a few other things, and I was just like kind of on the fence about using the interview anyway, but because mm-hmm. it was just testing the mics and the audio wasn't great sounding, but I was like, definitely like, eh, this isn't great. Because yeah. he's he's really knowledgeable about music and he's from New Jersey and I mm-hmm. wanted to talk to him about that. And he did talk about that quite a bit. We talked about like rappers and hip hop and stuff, but I was like, eh, it's not worth it. Yeah. So if I ever do an episode that I'm like, this is not really what I want to put out or it's not that yeah. great. I generally don't put it out, but generally most of the ones I record, I end up publishing, mm-hmm. but I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's, risk outweigh the benefits for that one. You know? Yeah. It's like, I don't want this podcast to take some sort of specific stance or anything. Sorry. The whole point is to have people on with different views, backgrounds, that kind of thing and allow their voice to be heard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one question I want to ask when I came in, I didn't know you worked at a dealership. Yeah. So what brings you here? <laughs> so my buddy, one of my best friends, Landon Jones. So uh, we like go way back. One of my, my first car had 400 horsepower. So like okay. everybody knew me as that kid um, in high school and like uh, I would just do some I think you picked or, me up in your car one time. Yeah, yeah it's, it, was nice. it was a nice car. I love that thing. It's a zippy little guy. Is that Infinity G thirty seven? That was it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hell of an interior. Yeah, that too. So it had the three point seven VQ Nissan motor in it, um, and my buddy Landon Jones in high school he had a three seventy Z. So I had the G thirty seven. He was a three seventy Z. That three seven in both cars stands for the three point seven liter motor that Nissan produces and put in both cars. So off that we pretty much had the same engine drivetrain. So like we were like, oh my god, let's check out each other's cars, let's hang out, let's uh, talk a little bit. So that's where our friendship started. And then four years later, five, four, four or five years later, I moved back from Arizona. And like every time I would come back, me and him would talk a little bit here and there. Um, but this last time I moved back this year, I uh, <clears throat> I was like working at Colby's and uh, it's this restaurant downtown. It's a great restaurant. Love Colby's. It's yeah. Nice. It's probably one of my favorite restaurants and uh, I was working there as a server and you know I was getting into school and it was just like after being a model for so long it was just like it was just weird cleaning after people and not that I'm against serving because I've done that all my life. I've worked at Domino's, I've delivered pizzas, I've yeah, done Chick-fil-A. Yeah, when you're in a commercial, yeah. like, it's got to feel weird to come back to serving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like it was an ego check and 
I was like already over it. I don't really have a, I'm not, not really attached to anything, but I'm connected to everything. So like, um, with that, like I wasn't really attached to the job. It doesn't really define me as a person. People know what my, what I've done in the past. So like, it was just a moneymaker, but I wanted like something kind of like worthwhile. I like, I'm really big planner. Like, uh, I have this like journal that I kind of like, I have like ideals I can show you, but um, yeah. But I have ideals, so like with workplace, I wanted to work with a ton of guys, you know. So I maintain like male characteristics. Cause if I'm working around a bunch of girls all day, like at, as a server, like they, all they do is like kind of talk about like girl stuff and like each <laughs> yeah. other, and like men are more objective and talk about goals and like cars and shit like that. So I wanted to develop that side of me rather than be around girls all the time, because modeling was already kind of like that. It was a little girly. So like I, I like I write a lot. Like this is all my writing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this is one of my. It's very like visually and. Yeah, goal oriented yeah. for sure. Let's see if I can find this. So just like like career. So I showed you the health career, the star, right? Yeah. So. This is just the career. So like, make a ton of money, work with some guys, have a website, all these things. Like, kind of going, going part with like my direction if I'm gonna move to a different career. Because whenever I wasn't satisfied as a, as a I was like, what is best case scenario? Yeah. I had to write out best case scenario, and then kind of aim myself towards best case scenario. Yeah. So right now, this is best case scenario. I make great money here and never thought it way more than I was doing serving and I started out as a car salesman because Landon got me the job because I wasn't really happy as a server it's kind of I don't know I, it's going to sound like I'm saying this because of the situation mm -hmm. but so here's the thing when I graduate it's not like I have acting work waiting for me you yeah know? so I thought I gotta find something with like a salary yeah you know something like that but the kind of first thing that came to mind when I was in Florida during the summer there's just car dealerships everywhere and my family is mostly salesmen mm -hmm. so I actually thought I was like you know what I might try to do like work at a car dealership because mm -hmm. I, I think I have the personality where it's like sales is kind of in my wheelhouse mm -hmm. and my minor is entrepreneurial business so I have yeah like business education so mm -hmm. that's the hilarious thing is I had no idea you worked at a car dealership for the past two months I've been mm -hmm. like mulling over like in the next couple months applying to dealerships in yeah. Florida yeah. so kind of we, funny. we have a few guys that have worked in Florida and came back to Kentucky because family really so if you need some connects I got you all right, dude. I might ask you. Yeah, because yeah. it, it just seems it's a great. It's a great business. Yeah, I uh, I got I got really lucky. I got promoted um, to this manager job really quickly, but I loved sales. With do sale like sales is in my blood, and I can tell it's in your blood too. Like you're a great listener because like I've been talking my ass off because of this caffeine, but. <laughs> being a great salesman has to do with a lot of listening kind of finding where what people want and you know are, are consist of because then you can understand what their needs are and kind of work towards that and meet somewhere in the middle yeah you can kind of learn how to work people to mm -hmm. an extent oh and, yeah and it's like not even yeah. working people it's just like comprehending people yeah and what their yeah. needs are like you said yeah so yeah, that's again. That's so that funny. Like like I said, for the past couple of months, I was like, you know what? I might try to sell cars, mm -hmm. but 
I'm not gonna lie. I honestly don't know a ton about cars, mm, but yeah, you know, yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna give myself a crash course beforehand. Yeah. But how would you recommend going about learning more about cars? Uh, watch Doug Demuro on YouTube because he's like, yeah, he's like. I watch a lot of car reviews. Like that's what I do in my free time. I love. I like TJ Hunt, like Doug Demuro. I used to watch a lot of Adam LZ. Um, yeah, that's what I'd like to do in my free time. Just like learn about my cars and like what's the fastest, like what's the most fuel efficient, what's like the best ride quality, and just kind of like I don't know. I have this huge list. I have like this car bucket list. I'll show you of like cars you want to drive or learn about or what. Own before I die. Own, own before I wanna, you die. Yeah, gotcha. so I have this huge list of cars that I just want to own before I die. Get it here. It's it's been on my notes since like I was in seventh grade, <laughs> and I've been just building on it. And like, there's probably like forty cars on there. Can you drive stick? Yeah, I've I've had like three of the cars on there already, but like I'm really trying to work towards the other ones. Audi. I like all the information with them. Yeah, like there's the certain specific yeah, yeah trams and stuff. Like the tie-in stats. Yeah. How did you learn how to drive stick? Someone just teach you. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we go to Sri Lanka for vacation a lot. So in Sri Lanka, um, like my, my uncles just do all kinds of business. So we had this like old van, it's a Mitsubishi van and it was stick. And, uh, like these are in the mountains of Sri Lanka. So it was like, it was a rough road. Like. You know, there's so many things that could go on while you're driving, like trying to shift and shit, like bumps in the road, like rev yeah. up the re engine and shit. So it was a little challenging, but uh, we would go to church in that van. And so they would let me drive once or twice. And like, it's not like I had my international license. I, I just had my like driver's license back in Kentucky. Yeah. Like intermediate or some shit. And they let me drive, dude. And it was like, it was like crazy because people in sri lanka drive like crazy like buses overtake motorcycles like um literally it's 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 gnarly a lot of people die on the roads <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've, i mean i knew beforehand india is somewhat at least india is somewhat known for traffic oh dude yeah. bad big time and like it's just it was crazy like you learn to drive stick on the mountains in Sri Lanka. Yeah, in a minivan, in like in like a van, in like a work <laughs> van, in like a commercial van. That's crazy. I need to learn. On stick. the left, and it was it was not even like on the left hand side because, um, like Japanese domestic market cars are produced right hand drive. So this was a right hand drive. So I was shifting with my left hand. Oh, so wait, was the. Was the steering wheel on the right side of the car? Like yeah. European style? Right hand drive, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because we got our cars from Japan. <laughs> Most of them, at least, because we have, like, because we're an island right by Japan, you know, East Asia, Southeast Asia, you know. So, what, did you get more familiar with that style of driving before, like, what we, the way we drive in America, or was it. I've, I don't know, dude, I've driven all my life. Like, my, my family, like, uh, I told you I had a big family, like 100, yeah, yeah. 144 cousins. Um, so like we we were in the went in and out, and out of the car business. So like we had a car rental business, and uh, I'd be exposed to those cars. Like they would let me drive like here and there before I was sixteen. Um, here in America, I actually drove in Britain 
Really? I drove my uncle's Range Rover in Britain when I visited there after high school. I took a gap year yeah. after high school because uh, my girlfriend at the time, she uh, she was a junior when I was a senior. So after I graduated, I wanted to stay and go to college with her. Oh, my God. Never do that. <laughs> the amount of people I know that went to a college because of a significant other and then it just didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, but, I kind of knew it wasn't yeah. going to work out. And what's crazy is that my ex before her also moved to Arizona yeah. after me and that first girl broke up. So I had yeah. two exes that moved to Arizona. I know who both of them are. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. It's a I, little weird. Yeah. But, but it's, uh, they're great yeah. gals. You know, they're, they're really strong, beautiful women. And I'm lucky that <laughs> I had uh, a chance to share some time with them. But they're... They're probably not for me. Yeah. Hey, but you learned a lot. Yeah. So definitely learned a lot. Did you spend a lot of time in England? So after high school, I went to England, and my cousin—I have a cousin that's my age there. So I have yeah. a lot of cousins, but a lot of them are older, like in their mid thirties, have kids and shit. Uh-huh. But this guy's like my age, pretty much like the British version of me with a British accent. Okay. Yeah, his name's Razine. So, like, we talk about Drake. Like, we're, like, going crazy over this new Certified Lover Boy. Talked Kanye a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, music is big on us. And, like, the NBA, we watch a lot of basketball and shit. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so I lived with him and his family for, like, probably, like, two, one month. It's one or two months. And then went to Sri Lanka for, like, a couple months and then came back. Uh, hung out with that girl and then went to college. Where'd you guys live? Um, in what is it called? Crawley is it, it's like a suburb of London. Okay, how, yeah. how do you like London, dude? London is dope. It's like a little gloomy, but I feel like when it's gloomy outside, life doesn't seem like so like just you want to relax. It's like you want to work whenever it's like gloomy and make better days. That was my issue with it. Is it's just sad mm. and also i'm not a, i'm not a car <laughs> so you've guy been, yeah yeah no I've been, i was i was in london for about a week and a half and then i was uh-huh. in ireland that was like your freshman year right like your, yeah, it was about my sophomore yeah year. i think i remember that uh, yeah, I like horses a... in england what was just chopping it up mm. but uh i didn't like london honestly you know banksy it's it's just Everything was. I actually learned why this was, but mm. I remember thinking, "I'm like, why is everything gray and brown and just mm. kind of drab?" But then I found out it's because you know they got bombed all to hell in World War II, and then they built everything up with concrete, so that's why everything is kind of the same color palette essentially. Mm. But it was just like gray and rainy and sad. And honestly, yeah. like the people I met were like, "Okay, I love the Irish." It's a little cold, yeah. Yeah, the the people kind of fit the weather. Yeah, you know? right. But, I swear. Yeah, but I'm also not. Super used to cities. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to Nashville a hundred thousand times, and all Nashville's that. a weird. It's not. It's much different than a regular city. Oh yeah, it's got yeah, its own vibe. It's more flat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's not so many skyscrapers. Bad comparison, but like I've mm-hmm. never been. I assumed London was like British New York, mm-hmm. which I've never been to New York. Yeah. So which is I, I grew know, up there, so it was like whenever I talk city, I'm like I don't. There's no other city like New York. Maybe Hong Kong, but I've never been there. You know. I've. Uh, my favorite city I've ever been to personally was Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's dope, dude. I love the energy. Gotta it's go got, on St. Patty's Day. Oh, I bet that's terrific. They, like, make the rivers green, and that's why it's green. Really? Yeah. That's really neat. Something like that. You ever go to Ireland? <laughs> I've never been to... Have I been? No, I haven't been to Ireland. Recommend it. Yeah. Awesome place. The people there, great. Why? They're just... 
they're a lot more friendly. Like I was coming into England with the same kind of energy that you grew up with in Owensboro. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be on the train and just be like, Hey, how you doing? And yeah. they just kind of look at me. I remember distinctly, like one time me and my friends got really hungry and it was like, 11 o'clock at night and so I was like oh there's a KFC down the street I'm gonna run to the KFC so I went and got chicken I think I was about half drunk but I got chicken (laughs) about half drunk yeah about half drunk and I went and got some chicken and the lady at the counter took my order and I don't know why I just say stupid crap like this all the time and expect people to like lap it up I don't know and I was like you know I'm actually from Kentucky and she's like that's great bruv Uh, I don't care that's great bruv that's (laughs) great bruv that's fair I deserve that but and the Irish, they're super. Like I went to a club in Ireland, in uh, I was in Dublin, Dublin, right? and yeah. like met so many people. Everybody was super nice. Yeah, uh, and people in those cities like travel a lot, so it's like you meet some cool people. Yeah, you you get to meet a lot of very well traveled people and yeah. very like people with a lot going on. You yeah, know? they're not just they're not just kind of one dimensional. There, <laughs> they're not just like there. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but. Really interesting place. I really want to go to Germany at some point. Germany's oh my god, everything good for, comes from Germany. Really? Yeah, man. Mercedes, like my my family's like big on Mercedes. I like beer. Family doesn't yeah. drink. I like beer. Great beer from Germany. I'm pretty sure that's where it was invented. Yeah. Beer Garten, <laughs> you know, like stuff like that. They have um, Oktoberfest is in Germany, right? Yeah, or is in, it? It's in Munich. Munich. Munich, okay. Germany. I learned uh, I learned German as my foreign language. So after I did that, I was like, I kind of want to go now. Yeah, I only know one thing in German. It's Das ist mein Bruder, and I mean yeah. that means like that's my brother. Yeah, das and, ist mein Bruder. Yeah. Yeah, das ist mein Bruder. But uh, my buddy from Switzerland, I met him in college. His name is Rafi. He's in like the Swiss Army. He's pretty bad, badass. But uh, uh, he taught me that, and that's how that's stuck with me ever since. I would love to go to Germany, dude. If I was to get into medical school or something there, like that'd be badass. It it sounds like a really cool place. My girlfriend's been. She went for like I think a semester, and she loved it. She talks about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I actually just did. Um, Friday, I interviewed my German professor, and she talked about like growing up in Austria and stuff. Oh like no that. way! Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, part of the interview, she's she was talking about. She's like, yeah, the town I grew up in was everyone. In, if you talk to anyone that speaks German, they immediately know what it is. I'm like, oh, what's that? She's like, oh, it's where Hitler was born. I was like, oh. <laughs> she's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, we know that house. She's like, everybody knows what house it was, but you know. And I was like, was there like a historical marker there? Did they mark it? And she's like, no, it's just. Just Everyone knows the house. Everyone knows the house. Yeah, but uh, it's, you know, <laughs> like German food and, and the language and everything mm. about it. It's I didn't even have Germany on my radar before mm. I took German. Didn't even think about it. But then once I learned a lot about the country and, and the history and the culture, it was super alluring. It sounds like an it's awesome place. True, true. Yeah. I've met some German people throughout my life. My first girlfriend was of German. A lot of Germans in Kentucky because uh, yeah. um, I think a lot of German soldiers, German American soldiers, settled here, and that's why our capital is called Frankfurt. You know, really? Yeah. Think about it. I a lot didn't of Germans. A lot of German settlers in Kentucky. A lot of Germans in Florida. Mm-hmm. Germans love Florida, and that's yeah. actually that was part of my curriculum when I was learning German. Or learning German was we had a whole like day where we talked about Florida and what? how. Germans just love Florida. Like they go, <laughs> that's funny. As shit. They go there for vacation above like so many other places. Because mm-hmm. um, some of them, 
they might go to like northern Germany where mm. there's like beaches, but yeah. you know, it's obviously not tropical. Yeah. Um, but a lot of Germans end up just going to Florida. And I've actually met a few because uh, I've always had family in Florida. And when I go down, uh, sometimes I'd meet Germans. And, you know, before I was German, it's like, oh, someone mm. from Germany. But now it's kind of like, oh, now I could kind of speak with them a little bit. That's badass. Uh, so you've done a hefty amount of traveling. What would you mm. say your favorite place you've ever been to is? It's drying up, buddy. It's sad, but it's drying up. This is my favorite place in the world. It's drying up. It's called Lake Powell, and it's on the border of Utah and Arizona. Okay. And it's basically, um, it's, it's water runoff from the Colorado River that creates this, like, beautiful desert lake. And it was, uh, it was like, once America's best-kept secret. So uh, I'm in this, like, group on Facebook. Um, and just like I've been there like a few times, kayak there, boated there, and it's just like the most beautiful blue water on a desert. And like it's like just it's nothing like anywhere else I've been in the world. Like I've been to a lake on the top of a mountain in Sri Lanka, and that was epic. It was like a tea plantation around it, so that was pretty badass. Been to a lot of the most beautiful beaches in Sri Lanka. I've been to London. I've been to beaches in England, Brighton Beach, Florida. I've been to California. I've been all over the place. And nowhere, dude, is like Lake Powell. And we have that right here in America. Oh, it sounds terrific. Is it so just like an oasis? It's literally, yeah. It's like, it, yeah, great, yeah. great word, oasis. <laughs> so have you been to a lot of state parks? Yeah, so I have, like, this, like, annual pass for all the state parks, and me and my dad, like, we love doing that kind of stuff, like, hitting all the state parks. Last year, we did, like, this huge cross-country road trip from here. Like, two of my cousins joined, two or three of my cousins joined. We took this, like, van, and I uh, hit, like, the Green, or hit the Rocky Mountain National Park. We hit... What is the... Mount Rushmore. Yeah. We uh, went to Colorado. We went to... Yosemite or... What's the other one? I always got it mixed up. But, yeah, we hit a bunch of national parks on the way between here and uh, Wyoming Mm -hmm. and Colorado. My girlfriend just went to Zion in Mm -hmm. uh, November. Zion. My number one. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go there. Yeah, dude, I've just been to so many national parks by now. I've been to Zion, but dude, I've been to literally like so many national parks. I get them mixed up, like because it's just like I remember them better by the state because yeah. a lot of like national parks overlap. So like, say like Zion, like I think that's in Utah, right? Yeah, it's in yeah, it's in Utah, yeah, but it like overlaps in like one of the other states, and it's like I've been to like one state side, like the Utah side. Um, but not like the other side to like get them confused because I've been to some like more than once. I really like Glen Canyon. I like uh, I like Flagstaff. Flagstaff is really cool. We have Snowball. So the cool thing about Arizona is like we have the most days over 100 degrees Fahrenheit and the most days under 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's like a really diverse set of temperatures. Yeah, so yeah. it's like just like the accessibility in Arizona. It's just much there's so much in arizona man it's a great it's a great secret i've never been more west than nebraska mm-hmm. but i've always wanted to like check out you know utah arizona mm-hmm. all that stuff because it's just 
I guess it's like that kind of part of the country is kind of trendy now in the way that California is, yeah. you know, it's like there's it's way just, better than Texas. What? It's way better than Texas, too. Yeah. Well, it's like everyone from California has been just leaving and moving to Texas, which mm-hmm. now after recent news, they might be moving back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Texas is like the new California. Yeah. You know, it seems like. And there's so many different parts of Texas. It's a very yeah. diverse state, which obviously True. it's massive. So. And I don't really know what, what I would like the most, honestly. I've been to Houston, Dallas, Austin, Fort Worth. I dated a girl from Texas for three years. Like, But uh, I don't know, dude. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Texas, especially because it's so far to get anywhere. Yeah. And uh, I love Kentucky. I really love Kentucky. And uh, I'm, I'm taking this like history class. and I'm in college right now. So I'm taking this history of Kentucky class, and it just like everybody wanted a piece of land here because they loved it so much. Have you ever heard about how like all of the cave systems underneath Kentucky are pretty much all connected? Mm-hmm. That's, that's epic. It's crazy, but the, the sucky thing about that is that there's sinkholes a lot of places. Yeah. So like the Corvette Museum, one of the best things that Kentucky has. I personally think it's one of the best things Kentucky has to offer. This is a European Ferrari competitor that America made, the Corvette. Yeah. So our Corvette Museum, which is right here in Bowling Green, Kentucky, like an hour away, they had a sinkhole problem. So they had these, like, really rare Corvettes literally fall in the ground because oh of a sinkhole, probably because of, like, our extensive cave system. It's the longest cave system in the entire world. Yeah. We also have the largest inland peninsula. What? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Land Between the Lakes on the planet. I believe it's the largest inland peninsula. It's right next to Murray State. So No way. Yeah. Have you, it's a, honestly, I wish I had went more while I was in college. Which I still am. I still have time mm-hmm. uh, between now and December. But it's LBL, Kentucky Lake. LBL. Beautiful. Is that near Kentucky Lake? LBL? Or is that Kentucky? I don't know. I think it's the same thing. I'm yeah, not, that's what I... I'm not a billion percent sure on this, but... I don't know. It's I don't know. beautiful. And then, like, there's, it's it's just... Like I said, it's just massive. Um, but it's like a beautiful area. It's right next to Murray State, so a lot of people, like, they go out there and hang out. And it's also, like, it is one of the best places in the world to view stars because mm-hmm. of the low amount of light pollution for some reason in that mm-hmm. area. They have an observatory in the middle of LBL that I went. What? Yeah, they have one. That's it's, badass. It's really cool. I went there with uh, one of my brothers. He was like, he went on a group message and he was like, hey, I'm going for a class to this observatory like 8 p.m. tonight. It was like mm-hmm. a Friday night. I had nothing to do. He's like, does anybody want to go with me so I don't have to drive by myself? And I was like, sure, I'll go. And I went and it was just awesome. Like, <laughs> That's see, epic, dude. You could see like galaxies and stuff. It was so yeah. cool. I keep needing to go back shit. out. But, uh, it's, like, it's like you didn't know that there was that many stars up there this whole time. Like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's like, well, why is there so many stars right now? I love stars. Yeah. I love looking it's at It's like, epic, sky. dude. It's literally like those skies lit the fuck up whenever there's no light pollution. And it's like, yeah. why, why is that? Because like light on the ground doesn't mean there can't be light up there. Is it yeah. just like the gas is reflecting our light and it's like, what is it? You know, I have no idea what light pollution is. Yeah, because you know. like we go drive out to the desert to see stars, and it's like there's no light pollution, and it's yeah. like, where did all these extra stars come from? Well, the cool thing too is you know like they're all dead, 
yeah. millions of years ago. Like what you're seeing is a ghost essentially. What? Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's crazy to think about. Like what? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, how are you looking in the past? Why are you, why aren't we looking in the future? Well, it's you know, it's like the way the light travels. Oh, so it is the past. It has to be the past. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That'd be crazy if we just like we're looking at the future. Yeah. That'd be like uh, see future stars. Yeah. Yeah, see future stars. Well, to uh, to conclude here, I thought we'd do something kind of fun. Mm. You said something earlier about certified lover boy. So, yeah. what's your what's your stance on the whole Donda versus CLB thing? Oh, pain, dude. This is a painful question because I'm the biggest, biggest, biggest Kanye fan. Like I, I mean, uh, when he got on the Time cover, uh, Kanye was wearing this necklace called that says believe and yeah. so i literally looked up this necklace in high school and i ordered it to my house and i wore it and i live in like a small town in kentucky Owensboro, kentucky like crazy kanye fan like i was everybody hated jesus i love jesus i like i liked jesus years later yeah i saw jesus i saw him on tour for mm. the jesus tour yeah yeah that's epic it was really good it was whenever he had the floating stage yeah, that's like, epic. His staging is just unbelievable. Like, he's like unmatched. The, it's unmatched. Yeah, it, the way he... The theatricality of his concert. Facts. That's a good word. It's incredible, man. And then, you know, the whole Donda listening party thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was insane. What did he do for the listening party? Oh, like that, the, no, the house thing. Yeah, the, the big stadium. Where Dude, that's like, fucking crazy. I, I really wanted to drive down there to, to go see that, but I didn't know, like, how ticketing and all that would work, so I didn't take the chance. Yeah, I didn't even know where you'd, like, buy a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. But it... I'm, that was I, epic, though. That is so epic. I like Donda. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's just like any other Kanye album. Like, I'm mm. a huge Kanye fan, too. It takes multiple listens. Yeah. And then also, there's the, you know, the whole thing about the Donda chant. Mm. I didn't find that Donda, out until a couple days. Donda, Donda, Donda. Yeah. What is the thing about that? It's his mother's dying heartbeat. Whoa. Yeah, the, the the rhythm in which the Donda chant is said is her dying heartbeat. So when it ends, that's when his mom died. Fuck. Yeah. I did and, not know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Well, it's like... That's epic, dude. That's uh, actually... I mean, he's the... Gr- I, I mean, Drake might have made a better album, but career-wise, there's nobody beating Kanye. He's the best artist of our generation. Musical artist, Drake might have probably the most hits, but meaning and uh, like just art dedication, man. Like, there's n- even all the little devices that he made for Donda, dude. Like, like that's so like conceptual and abstract and artistic, dude. There's nobody doing that. There's yeah. Drake can make a hundred albums, dude. It's it's gonna be like fucking. Hearing like a Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye's greatest hits, or like a like an Otis, not Otis Redding because his his career was short, but like like uh, Bill Withers or something like those yeah. people have like greatest hits. Drake can make a greatest hits, but like when you think of like artists, like I think like F. Scott Fitzgerald, yeah, like there's guys who have written like billions of books, and like Harry Potter exists, but that. That great Gatsby went hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that. Like the composition like is way more meaningful than like like just just sensational. Does well, that just, make sense? Just like kind of the great Gatsby, it's like 
you know, and I'm not, I don't know anything about music really, but mm. it's just what I enjoy. And I've always listened to Kanye, like growing up, I've listened to all his albums and yeah. enjoy all of them in different facets, but it's kind of like F. Scott Fitzgerald. Is that right? Yeah. Or is that the guy that wrote the national anthem? No, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, you're F. Right. Scott Fitzgerald, yeah, wrote The yeah. Great Gatsby. And that was kind of a critique on the uh, overconsumption of like the, the Roaring Twenties and, and mm. that kind of thing. And it's like Kanye West is making these albums that are sort of a critique on society in general mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times. And then also a lot of it is about like his own personal life. Like obviously this was all, a bunch of his music is about his mother mm-hmm. and his relationship with his mother. But I think a lot of times too, obviously he does make broad statements about society and stuff. Like I assume he did this at all his concerts, but when I saw him in concert, the whole thing was like a cult meeting. Mm. It was my first concert ever in a while. <laughs> it's it like was, a cult meeting. It yeah, was like, I mean, a man has a cult following. But when I saw him, he spent like <laughs> 45 minutes just on like a soapbox, just talking about like how he, like he verbatim said, he's like, I am God. He's like, I'm Einstein reincarnated. And then like, yeah. so, I mean, a lot of the stuff he said, I'm like, oh, okay, Kanye, whatever. Like, but some of the stuff he said, he's like. Artistic, egotistical exploration. Yeah, he said, uh, like he was floating on the stage or whatever and he was like he's like nobody's ever sold out a concert so badly that they can't he's like they can't even have a stage like I was like word okay you, you got that I mean, right no, I was like no you cap are, like, you do not have a stage and it, it was funny because like there was just a mass of people underneath the floating platform that he was like floating on the whole concert and they were just randomly mosh pit or whatever like to reach and then one time Someone threw a hat up on his platform and he just like kicked it off his foot. But my point being is that like in relation to what you said about the Great Gatsby, uh, what Kanye West is saying, what I guess F. Scott Fitzgerald is saying, and I feel kind of silly making comparison between the two and I might get heat for it, but it's they're making a statement about what they believe culture to be that might not be understood or might not be appreciated in the same sense right now than it might be in years like 20 years from now i'm interested i'm interested to see how Kanye west discography is viewed mm-hmm. um like for instance like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy like probably my favorite album he's ever made oh my god and i know dark fantasy wow yeah. um like like i was talking to someone and i was like i love donda don't get me wrong i enjoy it but it's not something i probably will casually listen to for quite a while it's very intense it's very intense and grandiose mm-hmm. you know so it's like Sunday music. It's yeah, like, like I can casually listen to college that. dropout or graduation. Mm. Yeah. But I'm not going to be casually listening listening to like Jesus is King mm. uh, or even like Yeezus. Like I might I like to listen to Yeezus when I'm getting ready for an evening because mm. it's just aggressive. But mm. Kanye West has kind of an album for every occasion. Vibe, I think yeah. I actually that's have not listened to a single. I probably heard them because mm. my friends have played them, but I haven't listened to CLB yet. You have not listened to CLB. I'm driving back to Murray tomorrow. I think I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put it on and listen to it on drive back. Oh my god, you're gonna love "Way Too Sexy." That is the best song. I I mean like I I'm think like I've already heard that. That's a funny ad. Like just like I'm a big Future fan. Yeah, it's probably my favorite rapper. Um, but yeah, dude, Future and Drake when they hop on a track together, it's like, damn. I love features. Y'all y'all did this. I love like when an album comes out and I get to see like who's featured on it. Mm. I did like what Donda did though. Donda didn't list the features and it kind of looks kind of clean. That like I like that and it pisses me off at the same time because it's like I, I, like I am the guy who like okay features on this I'm gonna go first yeah and not listen to it in order which I really should. 
But uh, I'm not a like I'm not a first play reviewer. Was that what they call it? Like first, like you uh, you review it after your first listen. Yeah, I couldn't form a sol- like a solid opinion on Donda mm. until I'd listened to it a few times. Yeah, that's like. When I critique music, like, especially... With, I learned this lesson with J. Cole's, like, uh... What's it called? Born Center. When that came out, like, I, I listened to it. I know I was a huge J. Cole fan. I had a lot of hope for him. Then I listened to that, and I was like, damn, I hate this. And then, like, a week later, I kept listening to it, and I'm like, damn, why did I ever hate this? Like, why... I'm never gonna be, a, like, a one-time listen, like, reviewer ever. Because, like, after that, I was like, I need to listen to an album twice through if I'm really gonna give a critique on it you know yeah you kind of gotta let it rattle around your head a bit before mm-hmm. you kind of know what you feel about it yeah i like way too sexy i like um in too deep when they switch up man that shit is crazy boy <laughs> all right well uh i think that should about conclude i think yeah. we're good uh any, any last words of wisdom akil um Three things. All right, I'll give you three things. I gotcha. One, the odds are in your favor. Two, let go and let God. Um, three, reflect, don't dwell. Uh, Couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. <laughs> Solid. Thanks for being on, man. Thank you, brother.